watching the documentary, The Social Dilemma, you may think about deleting all of your social media accounts, but is that likely? In the studio to tell us more about his film, I have the director of The Social Dilemma, Jeff Orlowski. Did I say that? Orlowski? Yeah, Orlowski. Orlowski. Yes. Well, thanks for being with us. Good yeah, morning to so you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And I think people are certainly probably familiar. They may not recognize you, but you've mm-hmm. been to Sundance before with yeah. a couple of the Chasing films. Yeah, we had Chasing Ice here in 2012, Chasing Coral in 2017, and I just love coming back to the festival for so many reasons, yeah. Yeah, so you've come kind of the environmental realm mm-hmm. over to the... Technology. Technology realm. They're all existential threats. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) From one existential threat to another. There's the thread. How how did you come up with this this idea? Why did you pursue this? Yeah. Um, I I do think I am interested in kind of the big issues of our time, and I think climate change has been that issue for me for a long time. Um, With this project, uh, I went to Stanford University, and a bunch of my friends from Stanford had been working in tech. All my friends were working in tech for years and years. And it was a couple years ago where some of those friends started talking about the consequences, the unintended consequences of technology. And I'd never heard any of those critiques. I had not heard people say that there was a problem with the business model or any of that before. And that put me on this path of investigation. And we did countless interviews. We met countless experts. um, And that unfolded into the film. Yeah. Talk a little bit about those experts, because these are the same people who actually created created the technology yeah. that now they won't even let their own families participate in. Yeah. Um, we interviewed countless people from Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, um, engineers, people who built the business models, uh, people who invented major features of the, pl- of the platforms. Um, and it's interesting. And having so many friends who still work in tech, when you're there and you're working every day and you're doing your job and you're just trying to make the service more engaging or entertaining or you're you're looking at it from this kind of localized perspective of what your task is. And then when talking with uh, all of these employees, um, you get to take a step back and look at the big picture and what is the whole system creating. Um, it's not a commentary on any p- specific company. It's a commentary on the entire system that we've built. What was the, I mean, what was the, maybe biggest surprise when you're when you were interviewing these people who are entrenched in this world yeah i think one of the trickiest things with this project was how do you how do you show what the story looks like how do you visualize this issue how do you show people the algorithms that are hiding on the other side of your screen and when we were talking with these subjects they gave us ways to think about it and understand it in a completely different way and that's what we really wanted to do with the film. And that's where the film takes a bit of a departure from traditional documentaries. We have narrative uh, elements, scripted elements that we incorporated into the film. And the film interweaves between documentaries and this other story that we've added on top to help bring that to life. Well, I think it was all pretty real. I mean, we with, the, uh, with everybody having to put their phones into a lock for the hour of dinner to just the... the devastating um, middle school child um, and yeah. the uh, talk talk if you would about yeah. about that middle those middle school years and the yeah. terrifying stats that the film yeah, brings out yeah um, uh, the scene that you're referencing is uh, one of the narrative scenes that we put into the film with uh, with a young actress um, and it's a, one of my favorite scenes and it's a really powerful scene and we paired that with uh, an expert Jonathan Haidt who is talking about um, he's a uh, 
he's been studying and talking about this for quite a long time, and he's been talking about how the impacts on youth in particular as a result of social media. So it's not as a result of screen time, it's not as a result of video games, specifically because of social media. It is causing increased rates of self-harm, increased rates of suicide, and in particular, <coughs> In, excuse me, in particular amongst young girls, more so than young boys. Um, and so it's interesting si to see these patterns that have been starting to shape up. And it's only now that we've been able to really collect this research. Um, social media is so new, and then by the time any researchers started to pick up on these trends and then start to, to correlate it over time, it's been, um, it's been really interesting, this new research com coming out. Yeah, so at what point did you feel like you needed to put in that narrative part of the film to make it feel so real? Because, again, that's yeah. some of the just most impactful. I mean, yeah. you can see all the numbers and have right, you know, right, everybody right. talk about it, but when you yeah. saw it kind of fictionalized... Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, a lot of documentary filmmakers and nonfiction filmmakers struggle with how do I show this story, right? So you can talk to people, and there are plenty of really, really amazing films that are based on interviews, um, but we wanted to try and push it more. What could we show? Um, films off, documentary films often use what we call B-roll, and it's kind of supplemental footage that you're putting on top to help illustrate. Sometimes films use stock footage to do that, and we were trying to avoid that. We wanted to try to push ourselves, and so in this case, we, we thought, we realized, you know, we can create very powerful images that go hand in hand with what the subjects are saying. And um, we actually tested that early on when we were, when we were editing the film. We started to take footage from some other movies. Um, Eighth Grade was one example where it's uh, related thematically to this. And we were watching that film and we took some of the footage and we just tested, does it work to hear what these experts are talking about and watch some of these visuals? And it was, wor it was working really, really well. And so we went uh, and did that on our path. You mentioned um, in the Q&A yesterday that, I mean, it's just, the film's just premiered. So the executives at Google and Facebook and, and all of yeah. the others, they haven't seen it. Have Correct. you heard from them? Not yet. Um, we worked pretty hard to keep the film pretty quiet. Um, we really wanted to make it kind of independently and and be able to tell what we wanted to say and then release it to the world. Um, I do have a bunch of friends that work at the companies, and I've been kind of just filling them in more recently about, hey, this What is, you've been up to? Yeah, <laughs> I've been radio a silent for a bit, just wanted to fill <laughs> right. you in on, on what's happening. But um, uh, I am eager to, to hear what they have to say. Um, our team is very eager to do a lot of screenings in San Francisco and Silicon Valley to share the film with the executives, with the tech companies, and have a conversation around it. Um, one of the lines that we have at the, at the end of the film, uh, one of our experts is saying that he doesn't, he doesn't want to destroy Google or Facebook or any of those companies. He just wants to reform them. And I think that's where we're at. How do we help redirect these companies towards what we're looking for as a society. What are your plans for distribution oh, yeah. after Sundance? Um, well, we are, uh, the film was made independently, so we're working to sell the film, and um, hopefully we hear good things over the course of the week. Um, but we're looking for a really, really big campaign. Like We really want to get this film out there in a big way. We feel like this is the story of our time. Every, this is a story that touches everybody. Like Literally, it's in your pocket every single day. And I know that you're not the expert, I, but I would like you to kind of explain to our listeners about how this technology works. I mean, the, the search yeah. engines, the instant information. Yeah. It's, it's uh, as you um, mentioned, the candy that lures us into bite. We are hooked. Yeah. We keep coming back for yeah. more and yeah. what it's doing to us. Yeah. So it, it, it can get very complicated very quickly, but I'll do like a quick summary of what I think is the most new and critical and important part of this story. Because um, when we think about social media, we, everybody has their own impression of, of what it's doing and what it's providing for us. But the reality is there are 
two stories that are happening. There's a story of what we think of and how we use it and what, what brings us back. It's the services that they do provide for us. But then parallel to that is how they make their money and their business model. And it's a story that isn't as public. And there's one of our experts, uh, Shoshana Zuboff. She wrote a book called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. And she has this analogy that I just find really apt. She says that when you look at industrial capitalism, we figured out ways to turn nature into a resource to extract and profit off of. Now, this new form of surveillance capitalism, as driven by these tech companies, turned human nature into a resource for extraction. That they reverse engineer us, they collect all the information about us to be able to figure out ways to profit off of us. We are us, human people, our experience as society. We are the resource that is being mined and extracted for financial gains. And that's what has turned these companies into the richest companies in the history of money. Like that is an apocal shift in human civilization. This is not like a new, you know, fringe thing on the side. This is a completely new order of capitalism that we've invented and we've been entering into. Yeah, and th they they do this, um, and we we don't really even know that it's it's happening. Exactly. And it's and it's by the things we like. Mm -hmm. It's by how much time we spend exactly. looking at something. It's by opening maybe one of these sponsored ads, and it's. it's no, no secrets online. Right, no secrets online. And I think people, there's a lot of confusion around privacy and people talk about it and like, you know, cover your webcam and um, turn off certain things in your phone. And it's, it's really hard, I think, for the average person to think about privacy and what, is this, what does it mean? Like what, what exactly is at risk? Um, the way I think of it now, like they are collecting all the data they possibly can about us to reverse engineer us. And... It's to figure out what makes us tick and how can they better predict us. The more that I can predict, I know what shoes you want to buy. I know what you like. I know your politics. I know your whatever, fill in the blank, everything. This is not like a person sitting at a control system trying to decide that. This is a you know, pretty much infinite capacity of computing power right? that is just constantly collecting this information and building a model of you to better be able to predict you and outsmart you. Now... It's, it can seem pretty innocent if they're just trying to sell you a different pair of shoes, right? Or if they're trying to just, you know, get you to watch another video. But when, when that happens at scale and when that happens, once it enters into politics, that's where I really get the most concerned. Because these platforms can shift and point you down different paths based on your politics to get you to spend more time and to self-reinforce what interests you. We do use a reference in the film around climate change. And if you do a Google search for the phrase climate change is, and it brings up autofill suggestions, it will predict what you're looking for based on its assumptions about who you are and what you're interested in. So it will give you completely different results based on who you are and where you live, regardless you of the truth. You had two people, two laptops, two searches. We, I literally crowdsourced this and asked hundreds of friends to do that search and With send me a screen grab. backgrounds, different Yep, and, and people sent us all. So in the film, we actually animate this. And every single response that's in the movie is a response that came from one of my friends from somewhere in the world. And it was mind-boggling to see the variety of answers. And you think to yourself, okay, if that's how people are getting their information, if somebody, uh, if a friend in Texas or Utah searches climate change is and gets it's a hoax as their first autofill, which countless friends did. Not real hoax. I mean, the, the answers are all across the map. How are we ever going to address an, an issue like climate change if people are assuming right off the bat that it's false because that's how the algorithms fed them information? Like that, That's what we're dealing with. And how has this, this project changed your, your behaviors? Mm. 
um, in so many ways. Uh, our team interacts with our technology in a very, very different way than before for both, uh, for a lot of reasons, for both the mindfulness and then also an awareness of these products. I personally have stopped using all social media a couple of years ago. I don't remember my last post. And honestly, like my life feels so much better as a result of that. I felt so much more free time and creativity and that I'm not missing out. And I go to actual news sources to try to get real information from news publications. Are so you gonna tell us you have a flip phone? Um, actually, I don't have a flip phone. I've thought about it. I've, I've looked for a really good flip phone, but there's a new phone called a light phone that has come out that um, I actually just got it. And it's, it's a small, really, really simple phone. It does phone calls and text messages and an alarm. And that's it. Like, there's no internet browser. There's no social media. There are no news apps. So I'm actually really excited to try that out. Yeah. So um, I've got to move on. But quickly, I mean, I love the fact at the end of the film, lots of them had recommendations. Did you put those recommendations yeah. online somewhere? And um, I guess yeah. not because it's like you don't have a social media page. Well, no, for but, <laughs> but here, there's a big difference. Just for a brief moment there, like mm -hmm. the internet and websites are so completely different than what social media is trying to do to us. And it, we've we've gone into this era where we sort of think that everything is social media and that's all that exists. But like websites are really powerful, useful tools. They're great tools coming out of this technology. FaceTime is an amazing tool. Um, so we do have a website, thesocialdilemma.com. Um, it's like brand new. It's like our V1.0 of what we want it to be. And right now there are a bunch of resources on it. So especially if you see the film, there's a lot more that you can read and learn that help expand on what, what was part of our process and learning. Our team's going to put a lot more resources on there in the future as well. Okay. Well, it's fascinating, and I would recommend people to do it. They can still have an opportunity tomorrow, the 28th, 5.30 at the Mark, uh, Thursday down in Salt Lake at the Broadway Cinema at 9.45, and then Saturday the 1st at Redstone Cinema um, Theaters. So thanks so much, yeah, Jeff, thank for you spending so much some time. Welcome back to Park yeah. City. Thank you. Tune in and find out about some of the unknown and talented independent filmmakers from around the world. Join us for the Sundance Reel each weekday morning between 9 and 10. We'll highlight some of the most intriguing films being presented at this year's Sundance Film Festival. That's the Sundance Reel weekday mornings from 9 to 10 through January 31st, right here on KPCW or online, kpcw.org. The Sundance Reel is brought to you in part by Sundance Institute, presenting the 2020 Sundance Film Festival from January 23rd through February 2nd. And Acura, proud 10-year sponsor of the festival and supporter of independent film and music. Learn more at Acura.com.